Good morning. Welcome to the Bond Sunday Morning Services. You can get involved by calling 800-411-2663, 800-411-BOND. You can also email me, church at bondinfo.org, church at bondinfo.org, and get involved as well anywhere in the world. Good morning again, everybody. Merry Christmas. Isn't that something? This year is up almost. That's amazing. Just went by just like that. Well, I hope everybody out there too have a um, a good Merry Christmas and be safe and watch out for Satan. Um, I want to talk about can good find common ground with evil? Can good find common ground? with evil. You ever thought about that? And uh, I, w- I really would like to kind of get into that and hope that all of us can wake up even more so and realize what we're dealing with. The Bible said, I, th- I believe in the Bible, it tells us that we should hate evil. You know, we should not, you know, we should hate it. And so I want to get an understanding of what that means. All right. Uh, and the reason for it is because on my radio show, I've been interviewing a lot of um, uh, liberals. Well, I don't call them liberal, liberals. I call them children of Satan because, <laughs> because the reality is it's a spiritual battle between good and evil. You have those on the side of good fighting against those on the side of evil. And it appears to me that evil is winning, and I believe it's winning because the folks who, some of the people who are fighting on the side of good don't know how to really have a good fight with evil. Don't really know how to do it. And evil is like pressure you, pressure you, pressure you. It doesn't give in, you know, especially with we children of God. It just keeps coming at you and coming at you. Um, and I noticed that some of the children of, of good or God they, they tend to want to kind of find common ground with evil. They want to give in a little bit. All right, the pressure is hard. You're right. Let's give in a little bit. And I see that's happening with this um, gun control issue now. And, and evil has taken this situation in Connecticut, and they are pushing right now. And because the children of God identify with that situation, the shooting, in an emotional way, I find a lot of children of God, you know, like, yeah, let's just kind of ban the assault weapon or let's ban the semi-assault weapons. They like giving in a little bit. And I, I don't know what's wrong. Why? I mean, I do know what's wrong. But how, you know, how they're going to win like this if we keep giving in and giving in and giving in. Even when you look at your own personal life, if you give in a little bit to something that's wrong, don't you find yourself giving in more to it? You're like, oh, I, I, I'll go back one more time. And you find yourself going back and going back until you're like totally in hell. I remember when the homosexuals first came out years ago now, and all they ask is that, oh, let us come out of the closet. That's all we want is to come out of the closet. Remember them saying that? And and some of the folks on the side of good were like, no, because once you let them out, 
It's not going to end. But then there were other Christians saying, yeah, you know, let them out. That's all it would be. And today, years later, we are, we are, uh, many people are accepting same-sex marriage because it didn't just stop with coming out of the closet. It went from one thing to passing laws to teaching it to the children in the schools to, you know, from one thing to another one because the people on the side of good, they found common ground with evil. And we see it happening with the gun situation. They're now, yeah, maybe we should ban semi-assault weapons when we've already banned assault weapons. And now they say, well, let's do the semi. Like, oh, okay, maybe we should. Remember that situation in Connecticut, how bad it was. You had 20 kids killed by um, an assault weapon is what they're calling it. And you got, And they give you this picture of the kids, right? And if you're an emotional person, like, yeah, that's right. As though you too believe that guns would solve the problems, would stop what happened, what happened in, what happened in Connecticut. Um, I heard some children of Satan saying this morning on a talk show, well, what we really need to do, these gun owners, this gun culture, what we really need to do to them, I don't know what a gun culture is. Culture. Anybody know what that is? I keep hearing it, but I don't know what it is. What is it? People who um, uh, view guns as, a, as their life revolves around it, like um, they buy, they sell, they go out, practice shooting, they get with their buddies, uh, they go hunting, they do lots of different things with guns. But how is that a gun culture? That's just some people who like guns. Well, it's like, a, yeah, it's, it's, it's like a hobby, and, and it can be... You can get as deep into it as you can into anything else. Uh, and so are you, are you for or against the gun culture? I'm um, definitely for. You're for them? Yes. Oh, okay. Because the children of Satan is trying to make that. That's, that's a theme word now. That's actually... A gun culture. Yeah, that's actually what kept the Japanese from invading us in World War II. Right. They looked at our NRA literature, and they saw all the gun contests that we had you know, shooting contests, and they thought we were a nation of sharpshooters. They didn't want to come in. <laughs> oh, good. So who is against the gun culture? Nobody. Well, they're, they're throwing it out there now, and what they suggested this morning is that they need to take pictures of young people who have been shot or, and killed by guns, take pictures like that, and put them on the floor of Congress so that the world can see it, and then we can, they can get this whole Second Amendment thing dealt with in the right way. It'll be one of the ways to get rid of the Second Amendment, really, to make everybody lay down their weapons. If they show pictures of children, as I guess some adults too, but children who have been killed by guns. And the moment I heard them say that, uh, and that would get a reaction, don't you agree? People, they shot, you know, they see people all shot up in the head and just what it really looks like. Then the people on the side of good will overreact and say, oh, this is awful, right? But the first thing I thought of when I heard them say it is that um, I bet you these same people would not support the children of God taking pictures of unborn babies. <laughs> 
babies that's been uh, aborted to show how their heads are being cut off, their arms, their limbs, their bodies are all destroyed during the abortion process. I bet you they would not want the people who are on the side of good to put pictures like that on the floor of Congress. They will fight against that because they support that. And it is, I mean, I don't know if things can get any worse than, you know, aborting children like that. As a matter of fact, there is an organization that has big pictures, and we have some of those pictures, and they put, they go around to college campuses, and they put these pictures out to show the student how bad an abortion is, and that the baby, that the person is a baby. You know, it's not just some fetus. And the children of Satan hate seeing those pictures. They get violent. They get angry. They try to destroy those pictures because they don't want to see the reality of what a baby looked like during an abortion. But yet they want to put children on pictures and put them on the floor of Congress so that they can get the reaction that they want uh, from guns, by way of guns. And we got to do something about this. We, I don't, we cannot... We cannot give in to evil at all. God said that we should hate evil, overcome evil with good. And I have the feeling in America now that folks, the, the Christians don't know how to fight evil. Not only their private lives, but public lives as well. And if we don't wake up and start dealing with this thing in the right way, it's over. You can just hang it up, say goodbye, it's over. Because they would possibly do that, put pictures of, you know, kids who have been killed by guns on the floor of Congress and get the result that they want. They will. They don't stop protesting. They don't stop fighting. And they are like, they follow their God, their father, Satan, until they get what they want. And our people or the people on the side of good are all laid back. Well, I don't feel like it. We complain about it. We call talk shows and talk about it. But there's no real action. And then if there are some uh, folks who are on the side of good and they do go out and fight, you even have the Christians turning against them as well. And they don't really stand with them. And I just don't know how you think we're going to win this battle. We're going to save our country if we don't get involved, if we don't take a stand. If we don't insist that Satan and all his folks, we have authority over them. That's what's so weird about it. We have authority over evil. We really do. But I think what it is, you got to learn how to fight it in our own personal lives first so that you can see what it is, and then you can fight it out there. And I think a lot of folks have not understood how to fight evil in their personal life. Because everything starts with us first. Everything starts with self. And if you can understand self, then you can understand evil and deal with it properly. Yes, sir. You know, the hypocrisy of the left is astounding. They're the same people who say that the police are bad and we should soften the police department and, and make sure that they can't do their job properly, and yet they want to take away our ability to defend ourselves when we're left without the police. And a perfect example is what happened out in that California city where the city attorney said, uh, we've just laid off 80 police officers, uh, lock your doors and load your guns. Well, if you've taken away our guns, sir, how are we going to load them? Yeah. 
But I don't know if that's hypocrisy or not. I, I see evil doing what it's supposed to do. It was made to deceive and destroy. Well, the hypocrisy it was made to say that good is wrong and evil is, or is right. And so when it's trying to take away the good citizens' guns, it, it, evil is not supposed to protect you. It is supposed to set you up to be destroyed. And I don't think that that's hypocrisy and evil where good is set up to protect us. And that's not hypocrisy and good trying to protect us. Oh, I don't know if you understood my point. My point is they say the police are bad. Right. Well, the only way you can really defend yourself against the police. I do understand do what you're weapons, saying. And yet they take that away from us. Right. But that's what it's supposed to do. That's what it's supposed to do. Deceive you yes. and then take your life. So that's not hypocrisy. They, suppose, they are supposed to say the policemen are bad. It's, wrong, it's bad to have a gun in your home. It's bad to um, uh, allow teachers to have guns. What we need more of is, uh, what do they call that? We need more mental health stuff. They think solving the problem is to give the people more uh, medication, you know, more antidepressant medita- uh, medication and stuff like that. And that's going to solve the problem. They already got everybody drugged up. And it's not solving the problem. Matter of fact, the guy that killed the people in Connecticut, you know, they said he was a mental patient, a mental person. You know, we are giving little kids medication when they first walk into a schoolhouse today. And it's only creating a problem. But I want you to understand that I don't see that as hypocrisy anymore. I see that as that is the nature of evil, to deceive you and destroy you. So the nature of evil is not hypocritical in nature? I guess in a worldly kind of way you can say that, you know, if you want to compare. But I want to see evil as it is and what its function is for. What is the purpose of evil? And Satan made a promise to God that he's going to deceive and destroy every man, woman, and child. And so it's doing what it's supposed to do. You can't expect evil to be fair. You can't expect evil to say, you know what, this is hypocrisy. How am I asking the good to make this sacrifice so I can do this? It's not going to say that because its purpose is to destroy you. Correct. You know, like in your own personal life, when Satan is trying to get you to do something wrong, trying to influence you, he doesn't say, well, you know, I know that this is wrong. or uh, I, I, You know, I'm setting you up a little bit here. I'm being a hypocrite. He just deceive you all the way until you destroy yourself. That's what evil is about. Evil is not going to be logical with you. And we're not supposed to be logical with, with evil, not the folks on the side of good. We have to destroy it. Yes, sir. My own personal life, you know, at work and at home, I notice every time I compromise my my uh, faith, <clears throat> I, I usually get burned. Yeah, yeah, I, I, that's right. And, and after it's all over and done, yeah, I sit back and I look at it, I'm going like, wow, this person, it was they were very technical in their way of approaching me, and I didn't see the detail. The devil is in the detail. I'm going like, wow. I didn't notice that until last night when I was watching the episode of Once Upon a Time. And it's all about the dark side 
and it's all about good. Yeah. Real, real truth. And I noticed every time uh, truth came to light, the dark side would always figure out a way to overcome it. Yeah. You know, and, and, and you brought this up, and it brought to my mind that when you compromise, it doesn't matter whether it's political, spiritual, uh, with your kids, even with your kids, you can't compromise. That's what I'm saying. It, yeah. it goes to the whole spectrum. Yeah. And I, I've noticed it. And as soon as you compromise, the word compromise just came to mind. As soon as you do that, yeah. then you lose. Yes. You lose the truth about what you're about. That's right. You know, and in and, and this, this particular uh, episode, out of all 26, I've watched all 26. It was all about the dark side. <laughs> yeah. And it's all about you. It's something else. Yes. It really is something else. Even in your own life, it's something else. You know, I find myself thinking, wow, evil is something else. Yes. It just doesn't stop. What is the best way to fight evil? I mean, not the best way, the right way to fight evil in your personal life. Consciousness, and I noticed uh, it's all about consciousness. If you if you have the 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 sight to see what the Holy Spirit is showing you, if 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 you don't stay there, you will lose your consciousness and your, of, of good consciousness of good. Yeah. And that's what I'm thinking. And it's hard to stay there. For me, yes, yeah. yes, yes. And you're thinking that that's the way to fight it. Yes, I think that's the way to fight it. Understanding the Holy Spirit, follow His lead, you won't go wrong. Yeah. Why is it hard for you? If that is the right way, why is it hard to do it? Because I still have a little conflict within uh, me. Oh, okay. And that, that, I see that, you know. You haven't given up your anger. I thought I'd have, but I see I haven't. I can see it inside of me. There's a little tinge that flares <laughs> up. A little tinge. A I understand. Little tinge. And you can't have any if you want to stay conscious. Right, exactly. Yeah. That part of me, even that little bit of ant of yeah. old hill, it, it just... Wipes out everything else that's, that's inside her. Why not let it go completely? The nature of Satan, which is anger. I, 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 I don't want to see that. And I see that in me. And I don't want to see that part. You know, I want to hold on to it. That ego and pride want to hold on to that little bit left. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to hold on to... Uh, evidently, to, evidently. To evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? So if you want to hold on to it, why even bother God... Why even wake him up to talk to him? Because I know if uh, uh, <laughs> uh, that's, I'm going to be lost. I'm, I'm, it's, a, it's a total. But you don't have a desire to totally let it go, though. Yeah, that, that's where the conflict is. You see what I'm saying? That's uh. just a little bit of tinge <laughs> that you just want to get rid of, but you can't give it up. That you. little bit is worse than a bit bit. Yes, yes. It Big will. Little thing bit. does mean a lot. It, yeah, it does. It really, really does. It takes you out if yeah. you're not careful. Yeah. And, and so that's why I'm at, at in the detail. Oh, okay. You know. Very interesting. Uh, let me take here, and then I'll come to you, Patrick. Very good, man. I think that um, I can identify exactly with what he's talking about. Um, how to fight it in your own life? No, not necessarily how to fight it, but how uh, I think it has to do with being in a comfort zone of dealing with life in a certain way and being that way for so long that... Um, it's kind of hard to to not necessarily want to give it up, but you just, it's like you're used to having a certain way of being, and you've been that way for so, so yeah, long, right. and you forgot 
what it was what it was like before you had that and it's like you're in this comfort zone and you and it's like it's like quicksand kind of when you say you forgot what it's like to have that or you forgot yeah what it's like to have that to have what to have um to have life without that to have life without what without evil having such a hold oh i see you forgot what it feel like well, well, what is like to have that? Sometimes I think uh, we can be blessed uh, by God to to have glimpses of it. Yeah. Uh, but I just think that um, for me personally, I can truly identify with what He's saying because of the fact that you are. Ever since I was a kid, and before I hit my double digits, you know, I had certain issues that I had to deal with, and I'm like 45 years old, and I've been dealing with this for so so long, and. It seems like um, it has somewhat of a hold on you, like I said, like quicksand, because it's like, uh, it's like. Um, and so what has a hold on you? Just the, the just not being at peace, because the, the, the thing that drives you into doing the things that he's talking about, it makes it look attractive. But all that attractiveness that it makes it look it it brings nothing but hell into your life. It takes right. your peace away. Yeah. And it's just a thing of being at one point where you could live like that and not have any conflict. And then you get some level of consciousness where um, you get a certain level of consciousness. And um, and it's, it's like being in hell, man. Yeah, it is hell. It's, it's like hell. being in hell, and you can't get out of it. It's like quicksand, and you yeah. can't get out because you're just used to being there and having that thing have a hold on you. And when you start talking about the things that happen um, in Connecticut, it's kind of hard to really even pay attention. Or, and it's very unfortunate that those kids had to go through what they had to go through, but you can't begin to care about that stuff until you get your own hell out of you. Yeah. I understand that, man. And so you suffered a lot from that, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I had a person. I had a, and it's not funny. I just find it funny. <laughs> I had a person to tell me yesterday. And I am so tired of living this awful life. And they just sound like they want to commit suicide or something, right? And, and immediately I thought to myself, you know what? Until you let go, you're going to be tired. What I don't get about people, and I understand what you're saying, I understand what this person meant too, but what I don't get quite if you're tired of fighting with your life, with yourself, if you, you know, to a point that, you know, it makes you sad, it makes you cry, it makes you want to just go nuts, why not let go? Because it knows you, it seems to know you better than you know yourself. I know, but still, why not, if you, you see you can't beat it, why not let go of this will of trying to make it happen? Why not just let go and it is what it is? You, it would seem to me, and the reason I know that because that's what happened to me. I was just tired of the way my life was. 
I was tired of fighting it, fighting it. I was tired of trying to change it. So I just said, you know what, forget it. It is what it is. Why not let go if you can't? It's a spiritual thing. And if you can't, you said something I want to comment on too. Uh, I want to make note. If you can't beat it, why not let go? Just, you know, a guy, and what it is. Why not? I don't know. Because, like I said, it's that why person. keep fighting something that you have no control over? And all you're doing is judging yourself, I think maybe condemning I yourself. You're helping evil to destroy you. I understand that, but I don't know how to let go. You don't know how to let go. You don't, you don't know how to let go. Um, let me get a holy person to tell you how to let go. <laughs> can, can you tell them how to let go? Um, what I do myself is uh, just not do anything. I try to find, really find peace with it. I am who I am. It, it is, is what it is. And I really ask God to take it out of me. He's done things, and I really can say that if you really ask, he does it for you. He will, absolutely. Yeah. Have you ever had to let go of something? Right next to you, right next to you. Yes, I'm and, sure and, I have. And how did you let go? Um, just what she said. I mean, you just, um, you have to realize deeply that it's wrong you're going in the wrong path and you have to just stop just stop what you're doing and allow God to come in your heart but but he want to stop I, I can tell I mean he's shedding tears right now because he want to stop I know but so and I totally understand how he feels but there's part of him that wants to hold on a part of him the guy behind you Oh, yeah? He didn't say that. I know, but otherwise it would be different. If he did not want to hold on. Is there a part of you that want to hold on to? I don't know if there's a part of me that want to hold on. I just feel as if uh, I've tried letting go before, and it seems like this thing is so much knows me so well and so much a part of me. It knows how to sneak up behind me and just get me. (laughs) I understand, man. I understand. It's interesting, too. Even when you're crying about it, you're frustrated, look like God just kind of sitting there, don't do nothing. You notice that? You're like all mad at yourself. You're on the verge of committing suicide. And God looked like he doesn't do anything. Have you ever noticed that? And he's supposed to love us, right, and take care of us. And yet, we're going to answer that question, too. Yes, sir. Uh, what confuses me, and I, I'm quite sure that it'll confuse anyone, is that there's equivalence to everything on planet Earth. Equivalence of peace. Like, there's two types of peace. One you obtain, you can obtain yourself. doesn't last very long, but it is peace. And, it, and so there's equivalence to every single thing that's in the Bible and every single thing. So that's let's just say millions and millions and millions of things. There's always an equivalent. Yeah. There's a good way to get it, and there's a bad way to get it. But it's nonetheless sort of the same thing. But in the end, it's not. It changes in the end. One's fake. One's real. So there's a good. There's a peace. So just stick to peace. There's the peace. 
But how do you I let go? Myself. I can go get it myself by working, and then that's buttressed. I know, but how do you let go and oh, just yeah. live? Yeah. Oh, yeah. By that, doing that, it's like, a, as far as I understand, you know, you have, a, you spent, or I've spent my whole life, um, you know, practicing evil ways, you know, looking evil, looking at people evil, thinking evil, walking evil. Everything I do is evil. Wash my hands is evil. Everything you do, no, literally, everything I'm doing is a certain way to yeah. it. And it brings forth fruit, and I, and I like that fruit, and I live off that fruit, and it's, it's the only way I know. So I feel like I, I would actually be dying to not do what I, what I did because it's breathing. It's everything I've ever known. I so you have not let go. I do it in an evil way. Oh, okay. Everything I've ever done. So you have to start everything brand new again. Say, okay, I'm not going to breathe evil. You know, everything that I do is evil. <laughs> So I understand. Everything's different. Yeah. Um, yes, Patrick. Merry Christmas. This is a good conversation for Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> um, yeah, I do want to comment on what this, too. I wanted to say something else, but um, it seems like if you are struggling with something, at some point, you can see that it's stronger than you. I mean, if you've been trying for years to get away from something and it's gra- grasping with it, it seems like at some point that can settle in that I can't win because I've tried everything. I've tried as hard as I can. I've tried all the ideas I've got, kind of run out of stuff to do, and it's still beating me. I don't know. It seems for me it's easier to let go of things once I thrashed around a lot and tried to try to win I couldn't win so what am I going to do yeah so you just let go yeah and I don't know that I could say I've completely let go or something but I don't feel like I'm thrashing around with evil the way I was before that's for sure See, this is why this is one reason that the children of God are not winning this battle against evil because I think that they don't really understand it in their own personal life. You know, like he was saying, well, you know, I got so many conflict myself. I don't have time to be focused on the children in, in uh, Connecticut or anyone else. I totally understand that. And when you're unhappy like that, you don't want to hear about somebody else. You know, yeah, you know, it's a bad situation. But the children, something happened along the way that they don't really see evil and see what's going on. They don't know what to do about it. And we, uh, hopefully today we can help, uh, at least a little bit. Yes. Um, the second thing is about um, common ground with evil, yeah. which you were talking about. Uh, you were talking with an atheist the other day on the radio, and um, a thought came to me that, wow, Jesse's not trying to find common ground with this guy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and you know, we've been taught to try to find common ground. Yeah. Um, I got something in the mail from a, a foundation raising money, and they said, um, here's something that liberals and conservatives can agree on, uh, finding water for people in Africa, clean water. Now, that is a good thing, and I, we, I'm sure we want to have clean water for everybody, and that is a good thing. But it just made me think, you know, it may not be the most important action item for maybe a let's say a warrior out there, it may not be their most important action, but yet 
because they want to find some liberals to give and some conservatives to give and we give together, they've, they've kind of softened it down so that they can give to clean water in Africa instead yeah. of maybe fighting abortion in America or something like that. So I just want to, you know, maybe you can comment on that, but it's, it's a thought that comes up in me when I heard that, like when I say Jesse's not trying to find common ground. I find myself starting to agree with it, and then, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah, so you find yourself, you, you realize that you wanted to have common ground with these people, too. Yeah, I, I was yeah. finding myself, and if, you care, if you're not careful, you can sound harsh, yeah. or, it can, or truth can sound harsh, because in reality, if you are truthful, taking on evil, you can sound like you're beating up somebody. Right. But you're not. Yeah. But you're just being strong with them, and the evil sounds kind of weak, and they start... Evil, evil is weak. It's just that the people who are dealing with evil are not dealing with it with the right source, right. and so they don't know how to handle it. But it doesn't have any power. We can forget that evil is taking over the earth. Yeah. When in an individual confrontation, we see if it's dealt with right, evil looks, does look weak. But your mind, I guarantee you, a lot of minds of people that will be listening will think the same thing yeah. in your mind, because Satan's telling them that, that you're beating up on this poor atheist. <laughs> yeah. Oh, let's find common ground with him. Find common ground with the atheist so yeah. we can come together. I don't want to find common ground with any aspect of evil. I don't want to date no well with them, because they're plotting why you're digging as well, how to kill good. Uh, I don't want to find common ground in my own personal life with evil, there is no common ground with evil. Evil is a liar. It is a deceiver. It is a destroyer. And it, it will pretend like it want to find common ground with you, but only to destroy you. Just think about it. Evil can't be honest. So if it can't be honest, is it its nature to be evil, how is it going to find common ground with you? And, you know, it just doesn't make sense. And why do children of God believe that it will find, find common ground? It may sound nice. Oh, you know, I'm sorry. You're right. Let's go halfway on this one. And you're like, oh, okay. And they say, look around. It has destroyed you. I mean, look around you. People say, let's find common ground. We're losing. We found common ground with allowing the homosexuals to just come out of the closet. Or allow the abortion people to just kill one or two babies if you have to. And look, it's out of control. And if we go common ground with evil on the Second Amendment, it's over for us. If we go common ground with this, the problem isn't about mental illness. Even though it is mental, it's about spiritual. It's spiritual. Evil will destroy you mentally so you can destroy yourself and others. And medication is not going to get rid of that. And I don't want to pay any more taxes for no mental ill person. Well, that's all they're going to do is take your money and your guns. And you can bring it as... And I noticed that the experts, they have all these degrees, and they like love telling you how many degrees they have. They're just absolutely dumb in their solutions. It's like they don't get smarter with the situation. They get worse. Now they want more mental illness help, and then they want your guns taken away, and that is supposed to solve the problem. And the, and the Christian like, oh yeah, that's right. We need mental illness, uh, psychiatrists and psychologists and things like that. We already have them. 
and they have only made things worse. It's a spiritual problem, and you cannot solve a mental, spiritual problem with medication. You won't solve it. But that's what they're saying, and now the children, because of this incident, yeah, we need more of that. Don't take my gun, but let's take my money so you can buy more medication. It's crazy. It's insane. Yes, Pat? Common ground is a temptation when I don't want to deal with something. Yeah, that's what it is. Dealing with a bully or dealing with somebody who's hard to deal with. And then, you know, I'm already like, you know, giving in a little bit, like I don't want to deal with this. And then here comes this thought. Just find common ground with this bully. Well, they won't say bully with the thought. They're trying to trick me. But say find common ground with them. Absolutely. They don't know how to fight it, so you cave in. It's like your kids. They can just bother you or bother you, right? If they want something from you, they don't give up. Just constantly asking and asking. And then you try to hide from them or (laughs) you try to change the conversation because they're kind of wearing you down. And you know you shouldn't give in, but something is there wearing you down. And after a while, you find yourself giving in. And the moment you give in, you lose. And that's what America is doing right now with evil. They're caving in and they're losing. They're giving a little bit and a little bit and a little bit until it's all gone. That's exactly, exactly what is happening. People don't know how to fight. They can't stay in the war and win the battle because evil will wear you down. Um, I saw here first and then I come to you, Dave. Oh, let me, I'm sorry, let me ask Patrick something. Don't forget your thought. Patrick, now that you have seen that you want to, there's something about you that wants to have common ground with evil, did anything change once you saw that? Well, what changed is that watching the thought coming in is even more important because that's how it's coming in. Yeah. And I have, I'm watching the thought come in with the feeling I have inside, which kind of meshes together into seeming like truth. Yeah. The thought comes in, I kind of have a certain feeling about it. I'm already predisposed already by, I'm being softened up already by listening to other thoughts. So it's kind of weakened me to a point, and now this other one's coming in trying to just take me out. Yeah. But it's making me pay more attention to what I'm thinking, what's in my thought. Oh, okay. All right. Yes, ma'am. I was going to say, the way, the way I let go, um, I know I stopped worrying. Yeah. I just don't worry about it. Like I'm, I'm see that I'm worrying. I have to get this done, or this has to happen, or this is going to happen. If you stop, it, it seems like it all works out when you stop worrying. It does. Yeah. The thing about it, when you stop fighting it and being all frustrated with it and judging yourself about it and just let go, it'll change. It'll change by itself. And but I think that's where the problem is. The ego won't let you stop fighting. It causes you to believe there's something you can just do anyway. And it's, it's amazing how it can deceive you like that, too. You've tried for 100 years to change it. 100 years, you've been fighting this thing and fighting this thing, and it's only getting worse. And yet, it convinces you that you need to fight some more. Let go. You heard the Christian say, let go and let God. You got to let go, and he will work it out. It will work itself out. It'll resolve itself. You can't fight against it. And it's a waste of time to be angry at yourself and judging yourself. God forbid, you may have to go and sin one more time. And I'm not telling you to go do it. But you may have to go do it. But don't be angry about it. Don't judge yourself about it. 
God understands. He knows your heart. And he's not going to judge you the way Satan is, is judging you. Right here, Rob. Robert, did I point there or there? No, I pointed that way. I pointed right in front of me. You got to stay off the drugs. Do I look like I'm a druggie? Well, don't ask that question. No, nah, you don't. But pay attention. I agree. I agree about um, the fact that we should be fighting it in our personal life. Um, and that's the failure to do that is messing up our fight in in the out in the world against other people. Yes. You know. Because, um, well, partly it's that frustration thing and judging yourself steals your courage and dignity. You're just um, too scared to to deal with it in the right way. Or Speak up mad. a little bit. Too scared or too mad to, to deal with yeah. people in the right way. When, you, uh, when you're so hard on yourself like that? Yeah, and also just when you're doing wrong in your own personal life, it just makes you feel like you're a hypocrite. And it makes you a hypocrite. (laughs) (laughs) It makes you feel like a hypocrite, and so it makes you a hypocrite. (laughs) And now if you're a hypocrite, you ain't going to do nothing. (laughs) Who am I to judge? No, I I still sometimes try to do stuff, but I feel like I uh, am not as effective as I could be if I were all the way for good instead of trying to have two masters. Right. Very interesting. Why not, why not know that you are what you are, but in your heart you know that it's wrong, right? Yeah. And so it's not like, and then you know you cannot overcome it of yourself, but you know it's wrong. And so since you know it's wrong, you know you're wrong, why not just fight this battle without judging yourself and others, because as you are understanding what is driving you, that a spirit made a home inside of you, you're going to know that that's what you're dealing with in other people, and you still can stand up to them. Because it's not the physical person you're dealing with, it's a spirit that's inside of them. But you're not going to be able to do that until you stop judging the spirit that's inside yourself. That sounds nice. (laughs) (laughs) No, it sounds right. But, but Satan is convincing you, well, you're a hypocrite. You're doing the same thing. Why are you going to go out there and tell somebody else that they're wrong? He's convincing you of that. Um, I'm still, uh, I just feel like sometimes they tell me I'm angry, and I'm like, well, yeah, I am angry, but I'm right. <laughs> That's right. Yes, I am angry, but I'm right about you. Yeah. You can do that. Okay. And, okay. <laughs> that should get you out there now. Okay. <laughs> but as you're helping like that by being honest, it's not like you're in denial about yourself. Yeah. But you know, unlike the children of Satan, you know that you're wrong. You know that there's nothing you can do about it. So it's not like you're going in denial about self. I don't think God just wants you to sit back and not deal with the devil because you're overcoming as well. As a matter of fact, as you deal with it, you're going to learn to develop love for the person because you realize it's not them, just as you realize you can't help yourself. Yeah. The, the weird thing about judging yourself and being frustrated and 
uh, and guilty is like it's a false way of seeking God. It's like a false way of saying, oh, at least I care. And I'm trying. By judging yourself? Yeah. <laughs> so when you're judging yourself, you feel like you care about being wrong. <laughs> right? Are you saying that? Right. Oh, they tell you to hold the sign up? <laughs> He's trying to have two conversations here. Yeah. They're telling him to hold the sign up to let him know how many minutes I have. Let me know how many minutes while you're trying to communicate. So judge yourself. Tell me again. It tricks me into thinking that I'm uh, seeking God. By oh, by, by judging yourself. Yeah. You're right. That is a trick. That's a lie. It's a setup. You could judge yourself all day long. That doesn't mean you're seeking God. Yeah. Look how long it's taken already. That's <laughs> <I know. laughs> another trick from Satan. It really is. You can't believe anything that he tells you at all. Not one iota of a thing. You can't believe him at all. He's never going to tell you the truth. That makes sense? Yeah. All right. Yes, ma'am. Um, yes, I, I just find that when you're, you know, you see that line where people are, where I'm doing something wrong, and then I just find that it's more prideful. You don't, you, you know, you can't let go because your pride just keeps saying, oh, well, it's not me, it's them. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, so that, but I mean, you, I see it as real now, you know, how it comes out so you can see it and you see your thoughts going there and it's, it's so I know it's not me but I still have that and so I, it's like you want to let go but it doesn't go <laughs> so, you won't so, let you want, and I know what you mean yeah, you so, want to let go but it won't go right right yeah so, I understand but, and then you get frustrated after a while right so because you, you really want to love the Lord, you want to do the right thing, and you just want to let go. Right. And but it won't go. It won't go. So then you're like, okay, well, hmm, start again. <laughs> so then you, so then instead of letting it, instead of just dealing with that, then you just start, th- I start thinking, well, oh, well, I, I guess I'll get over someday. You start making like little new excuses. Yes. Not, yeah. Not being able to relax. Wow. I totally understand. I hear this all the time, and I, I used to be the same way. I totally, totally understand what you're saying. I'm looking at the clock, and I don't know if I should take more hands or should I say what I need to say. Uh, it's short. Okay, go ahead. Um, Mary, I'm talking about Mary's question. She asked you, when you don't let go, that's your will, the reason that you don't let go. How do you let go? That's the question. You, you let go by, I let go. When I, my thoughts are there, I know that's not my thoughts, so I let go. By the will of God. You can't do anything. You have to will this, these things to God. You can't do anything on your own. But he's been trying to will it to God. They've been trying that forever. He's hard enough. He, hard enough. He's not sincere. He's not sincere. And, and but you don't know that. Well, I think oh, I got to say this now. You know Very good, Leroy. But you, you're right in that there has to come a point where you just realize, I can't do anything about this. Right. It is what it is. Thank you. 
and make no decision about it. Thank you. It is what it is. I didn't make myself this way. Right. And so I can't make myself be better. You're right. Yeah. Thank you. I I agree to that. Richard, can you make it short? Yeah, real short. Okay. Where in the Bible where God compromised with the devil? It's not in there. Right. You can't compromise. Yeah, that's that's my point. But I think what I've realized today even more so is that the children of God can't handle the fight. They can't handle the pressure of the devil because he keeps coming back. He doesn't stop. He keeps coming back and coming back and coming back. I think I tapped into something yesterday that has a lot to do with this. And uh, the young man with with the hat on inside the building of the church. Uh, <laughs> he can't even let go of the hat. <laughs> um, yesterday, I'm sitting at home. I'm not just sitting there, but I'm at home by myself, right? And um, I noticed that everything that I looked at in the house, if I look at a picture, if I looked at TV, if I looked at a book, if I looked at the food, if I looked at, and I'm looking around my house, right? I'm looking at the furniture. Everything that I looked at, Satan named it for me right away. Like, you could hear his voice saying, that's a picture. You know, that's a house, that's a car, that's a this, that's a that, right? And then I realized, wow, um, he doesn't give me a moment to discover for myself at all, to realize to see things in the right way and how things operate and what's really going on in life. And then I thought, and I'm not the smart, educated guy, so, you know, forgive me for that. But I thought, we have been taught language from the day we pop out of our mother's womb, out of our mother's womb. Somebody grabbed you right away and say, this is a book, this is food, this is water, this is that. And, and, and it causes us to become so connected with language. And so Satan take that language and he uses it, he uses it against us. And we don't really see that that's happening because there is a, the way to overcome this stuff is clear observation without any language at all. You can't, you have to totally not go with the language, the voice in your head or the description of things that Satan has given to you because he prevents you from discovering and seeing and really seeing beyond what's there. He stopped that from happening. And so until you can realize that you can't overcome evil until you understand the deception of your ego and how Satan is constantly causing you to make decisions about everything. And what reminded me of... uh, uh, he said, he mentioned his thing in uh, Connecticut, and he said, the shooting, right? He said, well, I, I know that it's an awful thing that happened there, but I, you know, I don't have time for that. I got to do it in my own life, and I understand that. But the problem is, you don't know that that is an, an awful thing that happened there, but your mind told you that it was. You don't really know the spirit behind what caused that, you know, why is that way? Why those children, it happened to them? But our thoughts, by way of language, always talking to us, it always have us comparing everything. It, it, it'll tell us this is good and this is bad. It constantly make us compare. 
And so if we think it good, we want it. If we think it bad, we don't want it. You could say, um, this is a skinny person. This is a fat person. This is a short person. This is, it always have you comparing because you're constantly listening to the voice and you've lost sight of discovering. And that's why God want to, God's voice is a voiceless voice. There, there are no words to it. it. It reveals things to you. And so in order to let go, you got to let go of the imagination. You got to not have any communication with it at all. And as you grow into this, because this is what's happening to me, our imagination, we are so identified with it, it controls us in every area of our lives. Every area. Whether it's about anything it's constantly making you make a decision about it, a right and a wrong, a good and a bad. And we can't make those decisions because it's spiritual and we don't know right from wrong until God reveals it to us. And so instead of being frustrated by your situation, I would just calm down and be aware when I'm thinking about the situation, how I'm judging everything and just watch that. And then God is working out your problems. But you're still connected with your imagination. And that's why you're judging yourself. You're feeling so bad. You want to cry. You want to kill yourself because you want it. No, I'm just not just you about to kill yourself. But there are people who want to do that because they're still listening to that voice in their head about everything. They are not disassociated with that and become one with the uh, voiceless voice. That's where the battle is. All by ourselves, we can do nothing, but we can be aware. Be aware of what you're thinking. Just be aware of it and do nothing about it. Because it's judging you and you're believing that it's you. It makes the battle hard because it's trying to convince you to fight this battle. And if you don't, then you're not a Christian. You're not going to win. It's all a lie. But you got to pay attention to the small things that seems unimportant to you so that you can uh, overcome this, this big, if it is big, this big thing. Satan told you, oh, that's an awful situation in uh, Connecticut. And everybody else saying, yes, it's awful, right? And so now you're not quiet enough to understand behind the scene what caused it. So when you get in a debate with someone or a discussion with someone, your conversation is going to be just like their conversation because you're listening to the same voice, and you're not going to be able to bring any insight into the problem. Because you listen to the same voice that they're listening to. And that's why you can't win this battle. God's voice does not tell you all this crap. It does not make you judge everything. Start paying attention to how you're judging everything. The moment you look at something, you say, this is pretty. This is not. This is good. This is bad. I'm good. I'm bad. I didn't see it today, so I'm good. I made it through a day. <laughs> you know, and then... Tomorrow you come and you're sinning all day long. Now, oh, I'm sinning now. You can't live like that and be free. You're still listening to the wrong voice. All the only thing that God requires of you is to be aware of him. One mind with his, and his mind is not talking to you. It reveals to you. It's a wordless, voiceless voice. And that's why you, you know, people feel the way they feel. That makes sense? Yes, you're not paying enough attention. To yourself. <laughs> you really are not, because you're not taking for granted how Satan has you judging everything. 
Wake up in the morning, it's raining. Oh, it's a bad day. He'll tell you that. <laughs> He'll tell you right away it's a bad day. You wake up in the morning, your husband or your wife is angry about something. Oh, this is an awful person. He'll say this is an awful person, and you'll be like, yeah, I don't want to hear this. Rather than being still and observing the situation so you can overcome it, you're still going with the voices in your head, which is of your father, the devil. And he's doing it with everything in your life. This is a pretty car. This is an ugly car. This is that. It makes you make decisions about everything. You're not listening to the right voice. That makes sense? Yes, sir. That's why you got to know yourself. And you start growing in this knowing. You'll grow, you'll see more. And yet, as you're overcoming, you can battle the world too, the children of Satan. And you're being made perfect because now you're dealing with the children of Satan with perfect patience. And as you, because you understand yourself, you're being honest with them, but you're also dealing with them. You're not hating them because you understand yourself, what's driving you. That makes sense? Yes, this is how we win the battle. Know thyself. That way they don't just keep coming at us and coming at us until they make us give in. But you got to know yourself first. <laughs> Excuse me. You got to know what you can and cannot do. You got to see what's going on. But it starts with us first. It starts with the individual first. I've discovered so, God has allowed me to see so many things. I'm like, wow, this is so interesting. That's why I always say life is something else. It's nothing like I thought. And I don't fight the way, I don't fight with my mind anymore. You know, I don't, I fight with what is right as I am overcoming. That's why they can't get to me so far. Because they, call, they don't have the truth, so they'll call you names, they'll lie on you, they'll attack you personally, but it won't matter because you see what's going on. You absolutely see. But you got to pay attention to the little things. Satan is always talking to you and trying to deceive you. You know what I mean? But you got to be conscious enough to see that. So here's what I suggest. Get to know yourself, overcome the anger, so that, as Richard was saying, he has a little bit of teeny with it, more anger. You don't want any, because any anger is that of the devil. If you don't do this, folks, children of God, you're going to be agreeing with the children of Satan that we need more uh, medication for the mentally ill. And what the children of Satan will do, they're going to lock up your kids. They're going to say, oh, this is a Christian, lock him up. He's crazy, lock him up. And if we go down that road or allow them to make a decision about who is mentally ill and should be, they're going to make, they're going to choose your children. They're going to choose you. They really will. They've already done it in the public school system. They give your children medication. Wake up, folks. Thank you for tuning in. And thank you guys for coming as well. Appreciate it. For more information, to purchase a copy of this program, or to make a donation, visit us on the web at bondinfo.org or call 1-800-411-2663. That's 1-800-411-BOND.